Alvina Mokano, our Father, our King. Father, we thank you for this day. Father, I ask you to anoint my lips. Ruach HaKodesh, I ask you to speak through me. Father, Ruach, you are the one, hallelujah, who the Father has sent, Father, to give us understanding and revelation in your word. And I ask that you give us that understanding and revelation. Number one, so the enemy cannot rip us off and take us away before our time, before we finished our race. And so that we can have faith, Father, to pray for others, Father, for healing to come in their life, Father. In Yeshua's name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. You know, there's, there's many types of healing. Okay, there's uh, physical healing, emotional healing, relational healing. It's, it is God's will for you to be healed. You know, just because, you know, it's, if somebody dies, it doesn't mean that, that, you know, that God didn't answer the prayer or that it wasn't his will. We don't know what that, where that person was spiritually. We don't know where the relationship, maybe they just wanted to go. Maybe they were tired, says, you know what? Yes, children, you are released. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. But I know that I know that I know because I've studied this for so long. I mean, I've been, you know, in the Word almost 40 years. It's like, wow, that makes me feel old. <laughs> but I know that I know because there's many times where I've had to stand for healing, you know, where the enemy would, you know, uh, try to attack me. And the time to get into the Word for healing is not when you're under attack. It's before you're under attack. And your arsenal is to say the Word, confess the Word. And so we do every week when we say when we say the prayers, we are making a confession of faith in the face of Satan and all his adversaries and before the throne of God of our belief and faith in the Father and his mercy and his love that he has for us. And his word is true and his promises are true. The foundation for healing, I don't have I don't have notes for this, but this whole study um, is on the website if you go under the flip books. This whole study of uh, healing, our Brit covenant, covenant of Blessing, is on the website. And I've got some additional notes, so I'm going to share them later. But right now I just want to lay a foundation. Because it's, it's so important for us to know that we know that we know. That we are healed and it's part of our covenant. You know, the word says, and I tell you, it's probably true more than ever before. It says, you shall, you know, you shall drink, you know, if you drink any deadly thing, it will not harm you. Where today we're, deal we're dealing with deadly stuff in our food and what we drink. I mean, we have to, you know, really be careful of what we're putting in our mouth. Because the enemy is out there, and it's no coincidence that, you know, this food is being, you know, manipulated and, you know, contrived the way it is. You know, it's just the enemy's way of, you know, trying to depopulate the population. <laughs> Hallelujah. The foundation for healing is found in the Torah, and Yeshua confirms the Torah by healing the sick in his ministry. We're going to see everywhere Yeshua says that he healed the sick. If it wasn't God's will for him to heal the sick, then he would have been sinning, right? But he did the Father's will. And he never found a person that he didn't heal. The only place he couldn't do a lot of great miracles was in his own hometown. Why? Because they didn't believe. So faith is so important. Go to Habakkuk. Chapter, chapter 2, verse 4, I think. Habakkuk, Habakkuk. 2, verse 4. You know, if it wasn't, if you didn't believe it was God's will for you to be healed, 
then you shouldn't be going to the doctors, you shouldn't be taking any medicine, you shouldn't be looking for natural remedies to make you healthy, right? If you didn't believe it was the Father's will for you to be healed, you should just let the sickness do its work and go. But it is the Father's will for you to be healed. He's the one who gives the doctors the wisdom, and I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. You go to the doctor, but as you go to the doctor, you believe God that he is working with the doctor, and that ultimately he is a healer, and that God will give you wisdom as well, and give your doctor wisdom. But, you know, I've been healed. Rabbi Scott's been healed. We know of people that have been healed. But, you know, the word says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. You have to, to speak that word and get it in your heart. Behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right within him. But the righteous will live by his faith. Hallelujah. God expects us to live by our faith. And it says without faith, I believe in Hebrews, it's impossible to please him. Faith is trusting him and believing his word. He's already given us, you know, the word says he's given us precious promises that we could stand in not only for ourselves, but, you know, for our, our friends, our family, our relatives. And remember, healing is a process. Okay? Miracles are instantaneous. That's why it's a miracle. It's out of the ordinary. It's instantaneous. But healing is a process. You know, there's times I can, you know, so I had really bad bursitis in my hands because I was a hairdresser for, you know, like 15 years. So my hands were constantly in, in water. So, you know, there was, it got to a point where they were in a lot of pain. I mean, it was just like painful where I would be crying. Um, and I just started praying and believing God and just, you know, the, the pain would just, you know, keep up. Then all of a sudden one day it was gone. And I noticed, I don't have any pain in my hand anymore. I haven't had any ever since. Hallelujah. I had severe gallbladder attacks. And you remember going to the hospital. What did the doctor want to do right away? Take my gallbladder out. <laughs> and I was like, well, wait a minute. You know, I got somebody else to consult about this first. So I prayed. And the Father led me to um, a natural remedy of a way to, to flush out your gallbladder. It worked. And then I continued to pray for healing. I haven't had a gallbladder attack in Plus years and years. Well, right. But that's all a part of the wisdom yes. he gives you, okay, to, um, but again, right away, they wanted to take it out. Yeah. And I said, you know, no, I got, you know, because I got somebody, a higher power to consult first, you well, know. what happened to me the last time I was in the hospital, that was a Right. He had a, um, a bowel obstruction. I was sitting in the uh, we were sitting in the living room. I think we were having a Bible study, and he's coming in. And he comes into the house. No, I was I, I I was on the floor. Right. I but didn't know he was on the floor in the kitchen. I was around room. in pain, and I and I'm calling her, and she's not hearing me. And I'm going, oh man, you know, and I know I got to go to the hospital because I've had gallbladder or uh, not gallbladder, but bowel obstructions before. It's all due to scar tissue from a ruptured appendix that I had. Talk about trying to kill you. Um, anyway, finally got her attention. She took me to the hospital. Well, they wanted to cut me from here to here to my, my belly button to remove the scar tissue that was causing the, the um, bowel obstruction. And I said, well, what good is that going to do? I said, that's going to create more scar tissue. 
And I said, it doesn't make any sense. I go, you're looking at me as money. I told the surgeon, and she, well, you don't have to have it. I said, well, I'm not going to have it. Well, one day I, I was asleep, and I woke up. And there were four friends of ours, um, scattered seed from Rockford. Rockford. They were sitting there. And it was... Jan, Cindy, Frank, and... I know, it was Frank, Frank that laid hands on me. Mm -hmm. Frank laid hands on me, and they had me wired for sound. They had a nasal gastric tube, of course. And then they had a, um, you would know. At mainline catheter. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. would go right to my heart, because they said that I wasn't strong enough for surgery, so they were going to strengthen me. And uh, he prayed over me, and I believed the prayer. The next day, they're going to come in and prep me for surgery. And, and uh, this is the main guy from the uh, surgical group, the head of surgical group. And he, he's listening to my bowels, and then he's, he, he says, wow, you got great bowels. So he says, how would you like to get that nasal gastric tube out and that that catheter out and I said sounds good to me and he goes he goes yeah he goes let's take those out and you could go home no. so it just took care of itself no no it didn't take care of itself I was healed no I couldn't stop telling people you can die from bowel obstructions yeah. and um that's that's a, what, that the third or fourth time you've almost died in your life no that I mean, was how many bottle structures have I had? I've had um, four of them. And plus your motorcycle accident and everything else. So hallelujah. We yeah. know that God's not through with you yet. Oh. Well, thank but God. But again, all the time, you know, <laughs> it's like, God, he's that time. you know, I'm, you know, I'm praying too. And, you know, we're believing God. But, you know, God, they came all the way from Rockford, you know, to, to pray for him. Because sometimes you need somebody else, too, to, to stand for you, especially when you're, you know, right in the midst of this. But... You know, it's, I know that I know that I know that healing is in the covenant. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you need to get that. You need to believe it yourself. It's, you know, you need to um, <laughs> believe that his word is true and that that healing is for you. Hey, that rhymes. Because <laughs> this is a serious, this is very serious. Prayer is very serious. You know, and to, if you're believing God for, if you're going to be praying for somebody for healing, you better believe it's his will to heal them. If you're praying, saying, well, Father, I don't know if it's your will to heal this person, you know, you're better off not praying for him. You need to pray in faith, and you need to speak what the word says. Right. I'm very strong in praying the word. You need to pray the word. That's why we have that book online. You need to say what the, the word of God says in the face of the enemy, in the face of everything that looks like it's just the opposite. Because his word is true. Hallelujah. There's actually 14 Hebrew and Greek words uh, that refer to bodily healing. In Jeremiah 30, uh, 33.6, here Yahweh promises Judah and Israel that he will bring healing along with restoration. Again, there's all different types of healing. There's healing of the nations, there's healing of family, there's healing of your body. I mean, there's so many different areas that you can receive healing for. You know, you know, again, it's like there's so many people that need healing in relationships. Because, again, the enemy is trying to attack the homes. 
And again, you need to stand on the word. You know, it says that our battle isn't against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rules of darkness. And it's getting worse and worse. If you look at the TV programs, they're promoting witchcraft left and right and the powers of darkness. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. Hallelujah. We see that in the Passover. We see how every satanic trick that the Father, you know, destroyed. We need, that's why we need to study the Torah. It says, Behold, I will bring it health and cure, and I will cure them, and I will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. And I will cause the captivity of Judah and the captivity, captivity of Israel to return and will build them as at the first. So even just in this verse alone, there's three different Hebrew words for healing. The first one is Strong's number 724, and it's Arnkah, A-R-N-K-A-H. It means restoring to soundness, wholeness, health, to uh, make up, perfect. The second one is Strong's 4032, which is Marpe, and it means medicine, deliverance, cure, healing, remedy. And the, less, the, the next one is Rapha, which is one of the, the names of God, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals you. It means to mend, to cure. All three of these words deal with healing, and Yahweh is the physician to make whole. If we go to Job 518, it says, Behold, happy is the man whom God corrected, therefore despise not the chastening of the Almighty. For he maketh sore and bindeth up, he woundeth, and his hands make whole. That Hebrew word there is number 2280, chabash, it means binding wounds, both physical and spiritual, with the result that healing occurs. Then if we go to Isaiah 61, Again, you need to write, again, this is, this is all on the website, so you can get all the scriptures there, and I'll, I'll email you the scriptures to stand on for healing, because that's your medicine. That's right. You know, we put more faith in the medicine the doctor gives us than the medicine in God's word. You know, just like you, if the doctor says, hey, take this pill three times a day, you be, better be taking this pill three times a day, too, as well. And put your faith in what this pill is going to do more than what the doctor's pills. You ever see those commercials for medicine? Oh, you know, this medicine is a miracle cure. It says it may cause heart disease, death. Oh, yeah, I want to take that pill. I don't see that in the scripture, though. You know, hey, if you confess this word, nowhere it says that it may cause death and seizures. And, you know, it's like... Who wants to take that kind of medicine? Hey, if you have to, that's where your faith is at. But you know what? I'd rather trust in God's medicine. Amen. You know, his word is true. And, you know, I you want to say, you know, the word says with a long life, he'll satisfy us and show his salvation. And I don't plan on going anywhere, hallelujah, because I know the Father has work for me to do. But if I should die tomorrow, God's word is still true. Amen. Don't you dare ever say, why did God let it happen? God's word is still true. If anybody is at fault, it's our own self. Because God's already laid out, this is what you need to do. And I'm, we're doing things in my life where I'm getting, you know, getting myself to eat and write and everything and, and exercise. You know, I've already lost 20 pounds. Oh. But, again, it is never the Father's fault. He's already given his promises. When Israel went into captivity, was it God's fault? 
No, they went into captivity because they didn't believe God. They wandered in the wilderness an extra 40 years. Why? Because they didn't believe God. They believed more what the enemy was showing them than what God said. We need to believe what the Word of God says above everything else. That's why it's important to speak forth their word because, again, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word. You, get, you need your mind renewed that you know that you know that you know that, that those promises are for you. Because the enemy would love to cut every single one of our lives short. He would love to try to destroy our homes, our healing, our testimony, our finances. Why? So all this would fall apart. But, you know, I serve the greater one. I know whom I serve, and I know whom I believe. That's what Joshua, he made that confession. He says, you know what? If you rather serve the gods of Egypt, if you think it was better back there, then you just go ahead. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve Yahweh. That needs to be our confession. No matter what, that we are going to serve him. And the word says, yeah, with a long life, he'll satisfy us and show us salvation. But... There's also the if clauses. You need to be faithful. You need to be obedient. Isaiah 61. You know, I know, you know if, you know, there's things happening in my life, you know, or, you know, our life. I'm like, I, you know, Father, where did I open the door to this? Mm-hmm. You know, what did I do to allow the end? Because I tell you, you better keep your, your armor on constantly. Because the enemy is looking for any chink in the armor that he can try to get through. And this is what Yeshua read when he was in the synagogue and he stood up to speak. He said, the spirit of the Lord God, Yahweh Elohim, is upon me because Yahweh has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. Good news to the afflicted is, isn't, hey, I'm sorry you're sick, but nothing I can do about it. You know, good news is the Father wants you well. The Father wants you healed. To bring good news to the afflicted, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. The Father wants to heal those that are brokenhearted. And I'm going to read you some stuff because, you know, if you're having problems um, emotionally, it affects your health. And that's been proven scientifically by doctors. It'll, it'll affect your health. To proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners. Sickness and disease and um, depression, that's keeping you a prisoner. It is not the Father's will for you to be a prisoner. To proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn and grant those who mourn in Zion. Giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning. The mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting so that they would be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. The Father wants us to be oaks of righteousness. Oaks of righteousness means we are strong in the word. We stand in the word. We are strong in the word. He he doesn't want us going around depressed and mourning. He says he wants to give us an oil of gladness instead of mourning. Go to Deuteronomy 28. I love this because a lot of times when um, ministers will read this scripture, they always skip the first verse. They go right to the second. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. But you've got to go back up one. 
Now it shall be if you diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Again, we are supposed to be diligently obey. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you will obey the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. It doesn't matter where you live, you're going to be blessed. Blessed shall be the offspring of your body and the produce of your ground and the offspring of your beasts. Your children are going to be blessed. Your job is going to be blessed. Your, you know, your cattle, your, everything is going to be blessed. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you and they shall come against you one way and shall flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing upon you in your barns and in all that you put your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself as he swore to you, if you will keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. So all the people of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will make you abound in prosperity in the offspring of your body, and in the offspring of your beast, and in the produce of your ground, and in the land which the Lord the, your the, swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open for you his good storehouse, the heavens to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand and you shall lend to many nations but you shall not borrow and the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail and you only shall be above and you shall not be underneath if you will listen to the commandment of the Lord your God which I charge you today to observe them carefully and do not turn aside from any of the words which I command you today to the right or to the left, to go after other gods, to serve them. And then you see all the consequences of disobedience. And with all, within the consequences of disobedience, you find sickness, disease, poverty. God's saying obedience brings the blessing. And we obey because we love him. You know, just because it's flu season doesn't mean you have to get the flu. Amen. You know, it's, it's like a power suggestion, you know. Oh, you know, the news says, it's the flu season. Get your flu shot. Well, I got my flu shot. It's called the Word of God. Amen. Amen. You know. God has promised us. Why? Because we are his people. He promised when Israel walked in obedience, did any, could anybody defeat them? No. When they walked in, the, just think of this, they were spent 80 years in the desert because the next generation had to come. They were healthy. They, their clothes didn't wear out. God provided food for them. They weren't dim of eye. Dim of eye. Their bodies didn't wear He's out. He's no respecter of persons. These are, you are part, we say, hey, we're part of Israel. Then act like we're a part of Israel. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, because that's going to be a witness to the world when everybody, you know, all these, these diseases are coming yeah. upon the world and they're not touching you. Again, the plagues, we study the Passover because what happened to our ancestors will repeat itself in the end times. And just as all those plagues, you know, came upon Egypt, they did not touch Israel because they were his set-apart people. 
Hallelujah. Psalm 91, great psalm to pray every single day. Confess every single day. These are in my notes, but I'm going there anyway. Hallelujah. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High, what's the key word? Dwells. Will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to Yahweh, my refuge and my fortress, he is proclaiming, I will say, my God in whom I trust. That's what faith is. Faith is trust in God and believing his word. For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. In the last days, there's going to be a lot of deadly pestilence going around. But we have his promise that he will, if we abide and dwell in him, that he will protect us. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, or the arrow that flies by day, or the pestilence that stalks in darkness, or the destruction that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. You will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. For you have made the Lord my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They shall bear you up in your hands lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, and you will trample underfoot. Because he has loved me, or because we have loved him, therefore he will deliver us. We will set him securely on high because we have known his name, his covenant name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him, and with a long life I will satisfy him and let him behold my salvation. Salvation, Yeshua. That's what Yeshua's name means. It means salvation. Hallelujah. Again, we need to proclaim this. You know, when the enemy, I know, you know, I go to, when I went to the doctor this one time, was a, had to be a young Jewish doctor. He's, you know, he, he saw my star, David, and he says, well, you know, you're at that age where things start happening. I'm thinking, I don't receive that. Right away, it's like, get ready to fall apart. You know, <laughs> what? You know, Moses, he just, when he died, he wasn't, he was strong. He was, he was, he was a, healthy, a healthy man. The father just took him home. Why? Because he, he couldn't, his, his race was done. Paul, Paul died, even though he died a martyr, he chose when he was his time to go. He goes, okay, I've finished the course, I've run my race, I'm ready to go. But he didn't go before he was done doing what he was, he was called to do. And I don't want to go before I'm done doing what I'm called to do. I know I'm not done yet. I know we're not done yet. You know, we, haven't, we have yet begun <laughs> to fight. <laughs> Hallelujah. To run the race. Run the race. Hallelujah. I'm excited what the Father's doing. And again, that's why... We, we study the Torah. If you study the Torah, it's about men and women of faith, how they believed God. 
says, Abraham's called the father of our faith. Well, if he's called the father of our faith, then you better start, you know, study Abraham's life to find out what he did to be called, you know, a, a friend of God and a man of faith. He's our example. He obeyed God. Let's look at... Um, <clears throat> Isaiah 19:22 And if you know you look study the life of the apostles what did they do what did they go around doing delivering people and praying for them to be whole and healed cuz that was the commission of Yeshua in 1922. Just like we take vitamins every day, we need to take the word every day and proclaim it. Yahweh will strike Egypt, striking but healing, so they will return to the Lord and he will respond to them and will heal them. A lot of times, the, you know, the Father will allow things to happen to the enemy to bring them to repentance. You know, in the last days, there's going to be a lot of, God is, a lot of things are going to happen in the world, and hopefully people will come to repentance. Some won't. Some will just get angrier at the Father. God is compassionate. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you will see he heals people, and, it's, and, you, and you wonder, why'd you heal him? <laughs> you know, he's like, he's the meanest person I know. <laughs> Hallelujah, because God, he's the God of compassion. Isaiah 57, verse. Eight, uh, 18 and 19. I've got these all written down, so I'm just going to read them so I get through them. And then uh, I'll actually email you the PDF file of all these notes, too. But I want you to hear, okay? I have seen his ways and will heal him. I will lead him also and restore comfort unto him and to his mourners. And all these verses have the word rotha, okay, healing. I create the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to him that is afar off and to him that is near, saith the Lord, and I will heal him. Miriam's criticism of Lashon Harav, Moses, brought a judgment of sickness upon her. Moses' prayer brings forgiveness and restoration and healing. So here, here we see in the case of Miriam, she opened the door for judgment to come Amen. by speaking evil against her brother, and not just her brother, but the leader of Israel. But what did Moses do? Well, serves you right, Miriam. You know, it's like, you're a thorn in my flesh. No, he prayed for her to be healed. If it wasn't the Father's will for her to be healed, he wouldn't have prayed it. But he said, and the cloud departed from the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Aaron, Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said to Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, wherein we have sinned. So here we see repentance. There's times that, you know, sometimes we open the door to the enemy, and we have to repent. You know, our mouth, we need, you know, and I know I have to watch, hey, it's, it's one of the places, you know, I got, you know, I got this sign, God put your arm around my shoulder, and you're, mm -hmm. you know, wish you would do that. <laughs> but we need to control the words that come out of our mouth. 
And Moses cried to the Lord and said, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. The word heal there is Rapha. And the Lord said unto Moses, If her father had spit in her face, should she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out from the camp seven days, and after that let her be received in again. And Marion was shut out from the camp seven days, and the people journeyed not till Marion was brought in again. So she had to reap a little bit of what she sowed and really come to, I believe God did, so she can come to a place of repentance. And then she was totally healed and brought back in. Deuteronomy 32, 39, See now, even I, I am he, and there is no God with me. I kill and I make alive, I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. We see in 2 Kings 25 to 11 the prayer of Hezekiah. Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears, behold, I will heal thee. Well, before that, he was already told that he was going to die. And on the third day thou shalt go out into the house of the Lord, and I will add unto thy day fifteen years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the kings of Assyria, and I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. And Isaiah said, Take a lump of figs, and they took it and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. So here you see that God will use the natural remedies as well to bring healing. It's just like with my gallbladder. He led me to a, a natural, you know, process that brought healing to it. It's still healing. You know, whether it's nothing, you do nothing or he leads you to do something a certain way. He's given us foods. He's given us, I know there's some of you probably know a lot more about, you know, uh, foods that, you know, that heal and different herbs and stuff. God's the one who put them here on the earth. What, what do you think that the Hebrews used for medicine? They used herbs and they used all these, you know, these different things to, to bring healing. And Isaiah said, This sign shalt thou have of the Lord that God will do this thing that he has spoken. Shall the shadow go forward ten degrees or go back ten degrees? And Hezekiah answered, It is a light thing for the shadow to go down ten degrees, but let the shadow turn backward ten degrees. And Isaiah the prophet cried out unto the Lord, and he brought the shadow ten degrees backward, by which it had gone down in the dial of Ahaz. Jeremiah 17, 14, Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved, for thou art my praise. Jeremiah 30, 17, For I will restore health unto thee. And I will heal thy wounds, saith the Lord, because they called thee an outcast, saying, This is Zion, who no man seeketh after. Hosea 6.1, Come and let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn, and he will heal us. He hath smitten, and he will bind up. Again, when Adam and Eve were in the garden before the fall, were they ever sick? No. They walked in perfect health, perfect healing. They didn't know death. Their body did, did not experience, you know, decay. Like every day, you know, our body is getting older and older, and, you know, eventually we'll go to be with the Lord. But heal, sickness was not in the garden. Sickness did not come until sin entered in. But now we are in Messiah. Okay? It's, it's, sickness is a result of sin. In this, in this world. But God has given us everything we need to stand against us. He's given us the natural things of the world, and 
the, you know, the herbs and healing, but he's given us his, his divine promises and power to heal us. You know, I've heard of many miraculous stories of healing. Again, we've experienced, you know, experienced it. I'm sure some of you have as well. You know, because why? Because we are his children. Hallelujah. And we need, you need to build up your faith and upon his promises. Isaiah 53, 4-5. Surely he has borne our griefs. This is speaking of Yeshua. He carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him smitten, stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. Most importantly, healed from our sinful nature. But also with that comes the covenant of healing and promises. Yeah, I know, I know people that have gone before their time. But you know what? That's between them and the Father. God's word is still true. I had a friend of mine that was you know, killed in a, a horrible you know, car accident. Uh, she was a believer, a Jewish believer. But she used to always say, I just want to go to be with Jesus. I just want to go to be with Jesus. That's all she would, would say. You know, and when, and when she was in that, was it God's will for her to go in that car accident? No, because the Lord spoke to me that night, tell her not to go home. But she, but she went anyway. But see, I know that she's with Yeshua. You know, she's rejoicing with him because that's where she wanted to be. She goes, I just want to be with him. And I know we'll see her some. You know, like I said, there are friends and family, they're on vacation. Hallelujah. We'll Amen. see them again. Amen. You know, that's our hope. I personally do not believe in soul sleep. I don't believe you, you, when you die, you just sleep until the resurrection. I believe Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We will be united. He'll give us his glorified bodies when he returns and everything. But we will be, you know, in his presence, resting in him. I mean, there's been too many people who have experienced this. Young children who, you know, who have died and come back and tell what they saw. You know, these are little ones that, that aren't smart enough to make up, make the, these stories up. Why, that's our hope. We have a hope. And we need to pray. We need to, again, watch what comes out of our mouth. Because when we speak contrary to the word, it's like slapping God in the face and saying, your word isn't true. Let God be true and every man a liar. Hallelujah. Yeah, when you get a negative report, of course, what's the first thing that's going to happen if the doctor says you have cancer? You're going to, the enemy's going to try to put fear on you. But you know what? We just we stand and we, we stand on his word and we believe, you know, that his word is true and that we do whatever he shows us to do. You know what? I believe he's still he's the healer. Why did he give us all these scriptures? If he you know, if healing wasn't his will, he would not have put it in his word. Again, I know you think, well, I know people that have died. That's between them and God. God's word is still true. You know, they're resting with him. But I don't believe it's God will, God's will for, you know, people to go before their time. Because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's what sickness and disease does. And we need his wisdom more than ever before. Because like he says, when you read of all the junk that's in food now, it's like, you know, you just have to believe God every time you put something in your mouth. You know? All full of fear about it. I'm just going to read just some more scriptures. 
1 John 4, 7 to 12. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is, springs from God, and he who loves his fellow man is begotten, born of God, and this is the Amplified, and is coming progressively to know and to understand God, to perceive and recognize and get a better, clearer knowledge of him. He who does not love has not become acquainted with God and does not know and never did know him, for God is love. In this way, the love of God was made manifest displayed where we are concerned, and that God sent his Son, the only begotten, or unique Son, into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love, that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be a propitiation, the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No man has at any time yet seen God, but we love one another. God abides, lives, and remains in us, and his love, that love which is essentially his, is brought to completion, its full maturity, runs its full course, is perfected in us. I read you. I want to read you some things from none of these diseases. Again, I got this book like 30 years ago. And it was written by a, a Dr. S.M. McMillan, who he's gone to be with the, the Lord, but he just, sci scientific says, a, a physician testifies that health, happiness, and longer life can be yours if you follow the teachings of the Bible. Wow, that's a revelation. <laughs> he just, you know, and he, he gives scientific fact, but I just want to read you some of the um, things here. Let's talk about... Um, Well, I like this. <laughs> it's not what you eat, it's what eats you. Yeah, he's talking about bitterness. The attitudes that can cause disease include fear, jealousy, envy, rage, resentment, and hatred. Also included are other emotions when in excess, sorrow, <coughs> ambition, frustration, and the need for love or security. Observe that these disease-producing emotions are concerned with protecting and coddling the self, and they could be summarized under one title, self-centeredness. Has anybody ever been upset emotionally and all of a sudden you start feeling sick? Those emotions are triggering. You get an upset stomach, or you get fear and it starts affecting your, your body tenses up. Those emotions, I mean, your body reacts to those emotions. That's why the word says the Philippians, Negative whatever emotions. is pure, whatever is good, whatever is true, think on these things. You know, when the enemy comes with an evil report, you know, we have to make the choice, Father, I believe in your word. You are faithful. And I tell you, this, this area especially of um, fear, jealousy, envy, rage, resentment, and hatred, causes many people to have their lives cut short. It's been proven it causes heart disease, it causes cancer, bitterness triggers uh, decay in your bones. Again, this is scientifically proven. These are doctors. And they said that in one part of the book he was saying that a lot of patients, he believes that a, a good amount of patients that come in are experiencing sickness and illness because of their attitudes. I believe it. Centuries before modern psychiatry discovered that certain emotions are, were important factors in the development of many diseases, the Apostle Paul condemned these emotions. The activities of the lower nature are obvious. Here is a list. Sexual immorality, 
hatred, quarreling, jealousy, bad temper, rivalry, factions, party spirit, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like that. That's found in Galatians 5, 19 to 21. But God did not intend for man to be controlled by these emotions, so Paul added, those who belong to Messiah Yeshua have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Dr. William Sadler was also impressed by the close connection between the sinful activities of the lower nature and the many diseases of the physical body. We read, no one can ap appreciate so fully as a doctor the amazing large percentage of human disease and suffering which is directly traceable to worry, fear, conflict, immorality, dissipation, and ignorance, to unwholesome thinking and unclean living. The sincere acceptance of the principles and teachings of Messiah with respect to the life of mental peace and joy, the life of unselfish thought and clean living would wipe out more than half the difficulties, diseases, and sorrows of the human race. In other words, more than one half of the present affliction of mankind could be prevented by the tremendous power of actually living up to the personal and practical spirit of the real teaching of Messiah. The teachings of Yeshua apply to our modern civilization, understandingly applied, not merely nominally accepted, would so purify, uplift, and vitalize us that the race would immediately stand out as a new order of beings, possessing superior mental power and increased moral force, irrespective of the future rewards of living. Laying aside all discussion of future life would pay any man or woman to live the life of a believer just for the mental and moral rewards it affords here in this present world. Someday man may awake to the fact that the teachings of Messiah are potent and powerful in preventing and curing diseases. And he talks about... Um, <coughs> we know that. You know, I mean, I mean that's, you know, <laughs> that is so true. And it's, it's upheld by scripture. Here he goes to say, um, upset mind, sick body. How can certain emotions cause bodily diseases such as strokes to the brain, fatal clots to the heart, bleeding ulcers of the intestinal tract, spasms of the back muscles, and gangrene of lake tissue, to mention only a few conditions? The brain, where all emotional stress is processed, is a control center of the entire body. From the brain, millions of nerve fibers course out to every organ to the body. Chemicals released from these nerve fibers, con uh, fibers control or influence every chemical reaction in every organ of the body. Because our, our health is dependent on proper balance of all these chemical reactions, it is no wonder that emotional upset in our brains can disrupt chemical reactions in a far-removed organ and cause disease. The brain, the brain produces these widespread changes by means of three principal mechanisms. By changing the amount of blood flowing to an organ, by affecting the secretions of certain glands, and by changing the tensions of muscles. Remember the last time you saw a person blush? There was an example of an emotion, embarrassment, increasing the blood flow to the organ, the skin. The emotions of anxiety or hate can so increase the amount of blood within a rigid skull that migraine headaches and vomiting result from the irritation of the brain. 
Have any of you been so emotionally upset that you wanted to throw up? Something that, you know, again, these are things that are triggering the body, you know, and it's, and God has told us in his word how to counteract these things. You know, I know, you know, it's, or, you know, I've been so upset where I got to the point where I was nauseated. You know, it just, it triggers, you know, and you, you should get this book if you can. It's just really, it's really interesting. This guy, is, he's, a, he's a Christian. He's a, not a Christian scientist. He's a Christian doctor, believer, and just showing how if we would obey the word, that we would walk in a lot more healing in obedience to the word. How many doctors would tell you that? Wouldn't it be great to go to the doctor's office yeah. and say, here, I got a pres uh, prescription for you. I want you to uh, read these scriptures right. and put them right. to memory. I want you to stop worrying. Right. I want you to stop hating. I want you to stop being envious and then come back for another checkup and we'll see how you're doing. Yes. But that's not what they don't, right? They just shove the, the here's, here's the medicine. It's like, you know. Hold off with the medicine here. Whenever it's like I go to the, the great physician. If you need to take that medicine, fine. The medicine right here. God meets you where you're at. But believe God that there will be a day that you won't have to take Amen. the medicine. Right. And the doctor will confirm it. And it will be a testimony to him mm -hmm. that who's God. Doctors are not God. Doctors will tell you they can only treat a symptom. symptom. They cannot heal you. Right, Pat? You're a nurse. You deal with it every day. They think they can, but they can't, you know. I have told many doctors, MD does not mean minor deity. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. No doctor. That's right. I've had doctors get angry with me, you know, it, um, because I says, hey, I'm just believing God, I'm going to be healed. And they get, they would get mad at me. You know, it's like, but well, God that's is Well, that's what I told that. That's what I told that surgeon. I said, I, I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be healed. And he looked at me like, Are you nuts? And I said, Well, see, it was a woman first. And the way she said, Oh, this has happened before, and oh, well, you need surgery right away out of her mouth. Surgery. Well, that's thousands upon thousands of dollars. I knew it. I looked at her, and I think. All you want is make money off of me. I go, I'm not stupid, you know. And she just looked at me, you know, and just. Then she came up another time, and and she, I I just flatly told her, I'm not getting the surgery. But we are not saying so. People say, oh, Rabbi Deborah says you shouldn't go to a doctor. <laughs> I am not. I did not saying that. Yes, you go. You need to go to a doctor. You go to a doctor. But every time you believe God. That's right. But see, you I know. was standing on my faith. Right. Amen. You know, and I you wasn't went to the saying, hospital. Right. We didn't say, well, we'll just wait, you know, okay, we'll see if it passes. No, we did what we had to do in that situation, right. but the whole right. time we're believing God right. that he was going to heal him and deliver him. And he did. You know, whatever healing it is, it's God's the healer. He Amen. gets the glory and praise. Amen. You know, and it was a witness, you know, again, to the doctors, too. Um, there are so many scriptures. There are so many promises in his, in his word. Why? Because we, why does he want us to live a long life? Because we've got a job to do. Amen. If the believers, you know, weren't weren't in the earth, who's going to preach the gospel? Right. Who's going to tell people about Yeshua? Right. Who's going to tell people that those that are being deceived that you're being deceived? That's why the enemy wants to take us out to shut us up. We need to be here because we got a job to do. We have an assignment. Yeshua said, go into the world and preach the gospel. 
to every living thing. You know, he gave us the authority <laughs> in his name to pray for people, to see people delivered, to see people set free. Why? So they will know that Yahweh is the one and only true God. And I tell you, the enemy is working overtime. You know, just watch, you look at some of these new shows that are coming out. Again, there's one, one show, it just, it's glorifying witchcraft and witches. It's all about witches and them killing, you know, spells. You know, you have all kinds of stuff about wizards and everything. And people are like, wow, I, I want that power. You know, it's a false power. It's a lying power. Yeshua says all things are under our feet. I went to see the movie Gravity in 3D the other night. And it's like an experience. It's all up in, out in space, you know. Anyway, uh, this the woman that played the part, she was alone and she thought she knew she was going to die. And she said, you know, oh, I started crying. So did Jerry. She said, you know, no one ever taught me how to pray. I don't know how to pray. And I thought, I thought my God, how many people out there feel the same way they don't know how to pray? We need to get out there and and. And it, it showed them, you know. It just really made me aware of what we need to do to witness, you know. Amen. And a lot of times, too, it's like, you know, people, um, they don't want God until they're facing death, mm-hmm. you but know. Some people just go along with life not realizing they just, they've never been told. And I don't know how they could not know, but some of them don't know, you mm-hmm. know. It's just like when we pray for one another, when we pray for you, we're believing, God, that you're going to be healed and that your prayer is going to be answered. Would you want somebody to pray for you that didn't believe that God was going to touch your life? It's like, no, don't, you know. It says the believer shall lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You know, I don't want somebody praying for me if you don't believe God. It's like, save your breath, you know. (laughs) It's like, no, 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 I want somebody who's going to pray and they're going to believe God with me. And they're going to agree, and they're going to say what the Word says. There's power in speaking the Word of God. And connecting your faith to that person's faith and connecting it to God. And if anything, That's when you recover. And when you're speaking the Word, it's building up your faith. It's saying you need to commit that Word. We need to all start committing that Word to memory in our hearts. Remember that one lady you know, when that you're, I prayed for? And God said, that's it. He's told me, and I just verbalized it. God said, that's it. There's nothing there. And she had breast cancer. They thought she had breast cancer. And she went through the biopsy, did what she had to do, and it came back and there was nothing there. No, but I don't know if she even grasped what happened. No, oh, she did. She was a... No. Yeah. But it's like... Ele- Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, which again the Hebrew mindset of faith is trust. You trust you trust God. It is impossible to please him and be satisfactory to him. For whoever would come near to God must believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. You know, the greatest miracle in healing that you've ever experienced in your life was being born again. I mean, that, I mean, think of that. God miraculously changed you, changed your life, changed your heart. It says, if any man be a Messiah, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all has become new. He's, get, he's given you your Rach HaKodesh. It says, you know, he who did not withhold his own son, will he not freely give you all? He's already given you the best. Everything else is just the blessing that comes, comes with it because he loves us. 
you know, it, it breaks my heart when I see, you know, I think it breaks my heart more than anything else is seeing, you know, children with, with cancer. It just breaks my heart because I know, you know, that is the enemy because he always loves to go after kids. What did he do when, you know, with uh, the children of Israel, Moses was born, killed all the kids. What did he do when, you know, all the, the boys that were potential saviors, what did he do when Messiah was born, kill all the, the, the male children? You know, what is he doing with abortion? Killing all the children. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Yeshua says, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And it brings sorrow and misery and, and everything else that comes along with that. You know, and financial um, poverty. And, uh, you know, and it's like, we should be able to walk up to those children. This is my earnest desire to walk up to those children and explain to them about God because they'll readily accept it. Lay my hands on them and I say, okay, well now, now God's going to heal them. And pray over them and have them be, be, you know, this is my, this is what I want in my life for anyone I see that needs healing. But that and takes faith. It takes faith. It right. takes trusting God, right. believing God. You right. know, it says it's not that you can heal we anybody. Can't do it. It's the name of Yeshua. This right. is the Messiah right. that lives but within he you. He uses you as a conduit to bring upon that healing, because you trust him so much that he's going to work through you that it happens. Isn't it something, whenever something bad happens to people, they never blame the yeah. devil. They always blame <laughs> yes. God. I know. You know, yeah. they're serving the devil, and something bad happens, they blame God. <laughs> you know, that's another lie of the enemy. A terrible tornado or something. What do they call it? An act of God. Here, Deuteronomy 7, 14 to 15 says, You shall be blessed above all peoples. There shall not be any male or female barren among you, or among your cattle, and the Lord will take away from you all sickness and none of the evil diseases of Egypt, which you knew will he put upon you, but will lay them upon those who hate you. That was his promise to the children of Israel. Are you a child of Israel? Yes, we are. It's the same promise to us. But it's, it's based upon obedience, too. It's as if you are willing in obedience, you will eat the, the good of the land, the fat of the land. We have to be willing and obedient to lay down our lives for Messiah, to be totally sold out for him. For him. You know why God could use these great Moses and the prophets and Abraham? Because they were totally sold out to God. They were totally, you know, laid down their life, left everything, and were sold out to him. You know, study these, you know, you want to do a good study? Go through Hebrews chapter 11 and start and study these men and women of God and what made them great. It's because they were totally sold out for God. They weren't on one day and off one day, you know. And again, we are so distracted. We have so many distractions. We need to get rid of the distractions out of our life. Now, I was thinking to myself, too, we got so much electronic stuff. You know, back then, they didn't even have electricity. You know, but they knew how to tap into God, and they believed in the power of God, and they saw great mighty things. The prophets, one of the prophets, I think it was uh, uh, Isaiah, uh, not Isaiah, uh, Ezekiel, one of them, uh, had an uh, axe head float. 
mean, that took, that was a, that was, can you ever see, anybody ever see an axe head float? You throw an axe head in the water, where's it going to go? To the bottom. But these are men and women that believed God, and they didn't do these miracles to put on a show. Whenever God does a miracle, it is for a purpose. So beware of miracles that, well, that it's putting on a show. You know, just like you read some of these things where people, like, gold dust and, you know, like uh, jewels falling on the ground. I'm like, what, okay, what's the Chief purpose being, of this? Well, that's a purpose, though. Right. You know, right. if well, God heal, gives your teeth, there's a purpose you're being right. healed. Okay. But what's the purpose? of? Okay, God, every miracle God does is for a purpose. Right. It is not to put on a show. Right. Healing is for a purpose. It's not to be put on a show. Again, you don't have to run to some healer to be healed. You can be healed right here in your chair just by believing God and taking hold and reaching out to him. Say, Father, I believe you. You are the healer. And the word says, too, that the believers will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You don't have to run to, like, a Benny Hinn meeting. You've got the promises of Yahweh. There are people that will drop everything and they'll go, you know, leave everything to go to these meetings. You know, you can receive your healing right now just by believing God. You don't have to run to some person because you run to the person of the Rach HaKodesh, the spirit of Yahweh. We need to put our faith and trust in him. Again, beware. Signs and wonders. God says, yes, he will do signs and wonders, but they are always for a purpose, and that is to bring him glory, not to put on a sideshow. God had a lot to say about prophets who put on sideshows and and, uh, falsely prophesied, contrary to his word. But we have the truth of his word. And and again, this is why we're talking about, you know, prayer, because uh, intercession, that is where the battles are won. That is where we're going to see things changed in our lives. That is where when you are praying for the sick, you're going to see results. Why? Because you believe God's word. That's where you're going to see people set free and delivered. They're telling you there's probably more demonic activity going on now than there's ever been before. And most of the, most of the people in the church, I'm sorry, are asleep to it. They're just, you know, it's like, oh, you know, what they're, a lot of times they're doing, they're just like, well, if you can't beat them, join them. You know, they've got a new movement called Chrislam. You know, well, we'll just join, you know, we'll just join with them. Buddhism, you know, yoga, all this stuff coming into the church, compromising, compromising the word. Do you think those are the people that God's going to use in the last days? No, he's going to use people that Joshua's that say, you, you want to serve in Egypt? You want to serve demons? Go ahead. But as for me and my house, we're serving Yahweh. I don't care if you all want to turn tail and go back. I'm not going back. I'm going forward. Same thing, you know, like men like you know, Moses and, and Abraham, they were willing. You know, Yeshua, I mean, he came and laid down his life. He died a horrible, horrible death for us, willingly. Are we, you know, a lot of times we wonder, well, Father, why aren't you blessing me? Well, have you done what God's told you to do? Are you being obedient in your life? If you're obedient, he's just going to bless you. You know, it says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. You're just serving him. You're delighting in him. You love him. You're not serving him because you want something from him. You're just serving him because you love him. Father, I don't care if you never gave me another thing. You know, as long as I live, I love you, and I'm going to serve you. And he will, but he will bless you. There's so many ways he's blessed us, and I know he's blessed you. Why? Because he loves you. You need to know. You need to be absolutely convinced in your heart that the Father loves you. 
because the enemy is going to come and he's going to whisper in your ear. Look what God did to you. God doesn't love you. His word isn't true. What makes you think his word is true? His, yeah, he's, he's, he's mad at you. He's, you know, he's teaching you a lesson. You know, healing isn't for you. He didn't do, you know, his, his mode of operation has not changed. It was the same thing back in the garden. Did God really say? And that's what he'll do. He'll try to challenge there. What did he do to Yeshua? Oh, it is written, pulling scripture out of context. And what did Yeshua say back to him? He gave him the scripture, you know, back to him and said, no, this is what the word says. Now get thee behind me. Get out of here. And he is under our feet. Why? Because we are in Messiah Yeshua. You need to know who you are in Messiah. You need to study that word. You need to know that, you know, God has given you power and authority in his name. And it is in his name, the name of Yeshua, that the demons have to flee. They know, let me tell you, don't be fooled. The demons know who belong to God and who don't. Remember the story in Acts when the, the, uh, some men tried to cast out demons? And, the, you know, the demons said, hey, you know, Jesus, or Yeshua, I know, Paul, I know, but who are you? And they ripped his clothes off and, you know, attacked him and ran off. But we know, and you know, you, you are a threat to the kingdom of HaSatan. But you're no threat if you don't pray, if you don't, sit, if you don't study your word, if you don't believe the word. You're no threat. But you are a threat to him, if, especially those that have the name of Yeshua and are walking in his Torah and his commandments. God speaks of you as the end time saints. And we need to, again, to encourage ourselves and say what the word says confess what the word says again i have all, when i pray i just pray the word the word of god says you pray sidor that's all scripture you're praying you are making confessions and bold proclamations and the the angels are hearing you and the demons in hell are hearing you and the prayers are going up before the throne of god and yahweh is hearing you and he's saying well done thou good and faithful servant that's a man and woman i can use because they believe me that's why we need to watch the words that come out of our mouth. You know, I'm not talking about, you know, name a claim it junk that went around. But believing that, no, it is written. The enemy, we need to do the same thing Yeshua did. When the enemy accuses us, it is written. And you just give him the word right back. He is under our feet. Why? Because we are in Messiah. We are in him and he is in us. We're like sandwiched in him. You know, he's in us, we're in him. Hallelujah. I've got so many other scriptures here. Joshua 1.8. The book of the Torah shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Hallelujah. I want to see this ministry prosper. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about people being healed and delivered, seeing marriages brought back together, seeing children come back to the Father, seeing this place double because our families are all coming here, seeing you do what the Father has called you to do. Hallelujah. Mark eleven twenty three to 25, I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. Now, this is Yeshua speaking. For this reason, I am telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you, and you will get it. 
And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop. Leave it, let it go, in order that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. Now again, I'm not talking about, Yeshua is not talking about selfish prayers. He's talking about prayers. Father, you know, I'm, you know, I want to, I'm believing that we're going to make an impact in Chicago because I know it's your will for people to be saved, set free, and delivered. I'm not talking about, Father, you know, I'd really like a, a million-dollar home. I can use a few, you know, a maid and a butler maybe, you know. And a little Mercedes. You said that, you know, I can claim, you said if anything I want, I can have. That's not the kind of prayer he's talking about. He's talking about a prayer out of a pure heart. You know, the Father knows that you, I didn't hear that. I said Mercedes, I said why not go for a roll? Oh. But I'm just saying, if you have a right relationship with the Father, your prayers are going to be pure before the Father. Right. And he's going to honor those prayers. Okay, he's not, and yeah, he, you know, he'll, he will bless you. He knows what you need. You know, it says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. When you are delighting in him, his desires become your desires. And then along the way, he just blesses you because he wants to, because he loves you. You know, and I said this before, if any of you. He feels that, he knows that little desire that you have, and he goes, okay. Because and it's you're a, serving me, and you love me. You're obedient. You're doing the right thing. And you know, I will give you that desire. And, you know, I, I've said this before. If any of you just had a little desire in your heart, and it wasn't anything that you were just really petitioning God for, right. and just like, right. you know, it was just like a little bit, you know, that's okay. I could live without it, you know, Father. And all of a sudden, He just blesses you with it. And it's like, your kitchen wow. is a perfect example. You know, yeah, there, I mean, there's so many because things that the, the Father. The kitchen was falling apart when we bought the house. And I thought, you know, Father, we could really use a new kitchen. And her aunt passed away not long after that and left, specifically left my wife money. And says, I want you to have uh, your dream kitchen. So we got the whole kitchen remodeled from the floor up. And because it was what I wanted, but I just, it was just a passing thing. You know, Lord, we really could use a new kitchen. It was just falling you know, apart. I was glad we had a roof over our yeah, head. Yeah, right. You know, it's like, right. you know, it's just it, like, and we were, nowadays it was, it's, but I'm just saying, that right. that's, and the Father's no respecter of persons. He too. knows what your heart desire right. is, but delight yourself in him first. Right. You know, especially young people, he knows, he says, he will not withhold any good thing to those that walk uprightly. Those that walk in righteousness. What is walking in righteousness and uprightly is being obedient to his word. Just saying, yes, Father, I will do it. I will be faithful, consistently faithful. That is what he's looking for, people that are consistently faithful. And he says, a faithful man will abound with blessings. Faithful, you know, if not what the world calls blessings. You know, it says, what is a prophet of man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What does it profit a man if you're, you know, how many millionaires are out there are probably the most miserable people on the face of this earth? Been married five or six times, you know, you know,